welcome to the Undead Wookiee Podcast, episode 74, Turbo Kid from 2016. The Undead Wookiee is a fortnightly-ish podcast, focusing on horror and sci-fi, but there will be times where we dip into other genres, because here at the Undead Wookiee, our nerdiness knows no bounds. Hello and welcome back. I am your host, as always, Hugh Lloyd, and on this episode, we are looking at... Turbo Kid from 2016. Now, before I introduce my very, very special co-host on this episode, let's check out the trailer. I will destroy you with my Turbo Glove, the ultimate weapon against the robot threat. But to be a true hero, you'll have to save your girlfriend. Hey, what's that in your head? It's a, it's a comic book. What's it about? It's about a turbo rider. <gasps> That's rad! I always wonder what the other side looked like. It's kind of gray and dusty. Well, I could show you. Around here, we like to do things with a little more joie de vie. Where is she? Release the girl! This is gonna get ugly. As you may know, the situation is critical. We have reached maximum casualty level. Who exactly are you supposed to be? This is it, soldier. We have to hit these sound machines with everything we've got. Find them, kill them, and lead back their heads on bikes. I'm meeting up with an old mate. We're going straight to Zeus. Ah, what do you say? Let's roll. Turbo Rider. But you could totally be Turbo Kid. <laughs> and we are back, ladies and gentlemen, and I am joined by the one and only Alt Movies himself, Darren Hall. How the devil are you, sir? I'm very well, Hugh. How are you? I'm all right. I'm okay. Now that I don't sound like I'm... Uh, having some kind of uh, brain aneurysm and dribbling out the side of my <laughs> mouth. Um, I am, I'm, for a change, we are talking about a film that I had not seen uh, before this episode. Yeah, unusual one for someone who's usually seen everything. Yeah, which is, it's, <laughs> which is, which is, you know, I don't know how I missed this one, um, but I am so glad you brought it up. I uh, Honestly, it is an absolute, this is a gem. And yeah. we are talking... 2015's Turbo Kid. Yep. It Absolutely is... Absolutely spectacular movie. It is. It is. I just, I sort of, I did not, I sort of went into that. I made sure I hadn't sort of, I'd heard of it. I'd heard people to rave about it. Um, I heard people say how much fun it was, it is. Um, and I purposefully just didn't look at any trailers, didn't read anything about it went into this completely blind and I'm so glad I did because it's yeah. phenomenal. It's the best way to do it. This is especially a film like this because it's not the it's not the deepest of uh, plots. No. Um so 
any sort of uh, scratching of the surface that you do on this, it's going to already start to unravel uh, before you've even laid eyes on it. So I think this is definitely a good candidate for going in blind. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, um, this was directed by a, this was a French New Zealand production, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and it was directed by Francois Chimard uh, and written by Anouk Whistle and Francois Chimard and Johan Karl, I think it's Whistle, 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 Whistle. Yeah. I apologise if I am yeah, butchering the names. But uh, yeah, there we are. It stars Monroe Chambers um, as the kid. Uh, Lawrence LeBeouf as Apple, Michael the Legend Ironside as yeah, Zeus. The Legend. He is an absolute legend. Edwin Wright as uh, Skeletron. Uh, I mean, that's a great name. <laughs> it's a great name. And yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute. Uh, you've got Aaron Jeffrey as Frederick, uh, uh, Romano um, Ozari as uh, Bagu. And then you get a whole host of other great characters that pop up in this. Um, I think, how would you describe this? How would you describe this one? Well, it is an, a homage to anything and everything that made the 80s um, spectacular. Yeah. And, it, and, and the reason why 80s nostalgia is so popular now, because um, we're all coming of age now uh, we're we're remembering um and it's it's a post-apocalyptic black comedy yeah I, I i put it down to it's it's um it's so well done it's very very funny um but overwhelmingly heartwarming at the same time Oh, I mean, considering, you know, when people say, what's this about? Oh, it's about, you know, it's a post-apocalypse, you know, it's a world set in, a, in the post-apocalypse where mankind has, uh, has turned feral. Uh, it, it, it's hardly the sort of, you know, people think, oh, it's a fairly heavy subject, but it's not. This is one of the sweetest films, um, I think, made in the last uh, last 20 years, possibly, without it ever getting to the point where you're going to catch diabetes from it. <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it's a love story drowned in gore yes and i mean this i this i you know this film does not skimp on <laughs> any of the gore no any of the gore i mean i have a i've got a little stat for you on yeah, the gore go for they it. used they used 90 gallons of blood on this movie <laughs> you can see you can see 90 gallon because somebody doesn't just sort of get cut and bleed in this the people spray <laughs> everywhere every injury is a gusher yeah and even like the arm wrestling scene yeah involves somebody getting the, the the first one getting burnt um <laughs> yeah i mean that's our introduction to frederick isn't it yes. who and that I don't know if you noticed, but that so that scene. So he's he's definitely um, basically dressed up as Indiana Jones. Yes. Um, and he's arm wrestling another guy who you would think has just come out of the Temple of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So there's a real Indiana Jones homage going on in this scene, and and we meet one of the main characters, yeah. Frederick, in this, who is 
an amazing character throughout the entire film. Yes. Um, and he just looks like Indiana Jones with a hev- heavy Australian accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the, the basic story behind this is you have, it is set in 1997. The future. Uh, the future. Um, where a young comic book fan uh, adopts the persona of his favourite hero to save his best friend, who is a robot uh, from a tyrannical overlord. Yes, who is Mister Ironside? Mister Ironside, um, with the and I love the fact that you know he's Zeus and he's got the big he sits there with the big Greek mask on. Yeah, yeah, I love the whole kind of. The way that he's set up with the eyepiece, yeah, um, and he's got, you know, he's got, he's got the gladiatorial mask. He's, he's you know, a bit Caesar esque, uh, yes. and then, it, but he's walking around using a golf club as a walking stick. Yeah. <laughs> now, when I was sort of doing some reading around this, I came across a brilliant description of this. It is Mad Max on BMX bikes. Yeah. That's what it says on the front of the Blu-ray. Yeah, it, which is, you know, it, which is, is so right because yeah. all the chases in this this take place on bikes. I think that's a nice touch as well because we get these post-apocalyptic movies and they always have these massive gas-guzzling cars and, and trucks and motorbikes and all that. And you, and you think, where's all the petrol coming from? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not, and like, I don't think they're the most efficient uh, sort of petrol, uh, you know, economic on the old petrol gauge. No, uh, if you watch Fury Road, yes. those vehicles, those vehicles are doing about ten miles to the gallon. You know, I, when I, you know, I was thinking when I looked at some of those battle wagons, thinking, oh, it's about three pound fifty every time you turn the engine <laughs> on there. And I know, and I don't think it's particularly cool, is it, in the middle of a high-speed post-apocalyptic. Uh, battle to go oh hang on we need to pull in gotta pull in the petrol <laughs> gotta pull in <laughs> <laughs> now this one you've got some amazing characters in this um and we've already we mentioned frederick and you've got monroe chambers who does a remarkable job as the kid yeah he's brilliant because he's so likable yeah and consistent yes Yes, because I think in some other actors' hands, this character could have been something of nothing. He yeah, could, he could have been quite sort of um, quite irritating. Yeah, I think he he could have come across as as far too timid. Yeah, um, and the film throughout the film, you see how he, uh, you know, the love of his friend, yes, make, makes him braver, and and he develops into. You know, a stronger character, and you think this is a, no, this is a hour and a half sci-fi low-budget movie, and but that doesn't say you don't get character growth and progression. Absolutely, and and that's a, you know, that's the mark of a good low-budget film to be able to get these, you know, these this character development in there in the short time frame. Yeah, and he and he grows so well through this film. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you get the sort of, I mean, I think in some ways this is obviously, you know, at some points there, you know, it's it does parody Mad Max really, really well. Yeah. Um, it does, 
parody uh, retro video games. Yeah, um, absolutely. The Power Glove. The Power Glove. Which, which we had in uh, hardware. Yes, we did. Yeah. And like the original Power Glove um, in this one, doesn't always work particularly well. No, needs a lot of recharging. It needs a lot of recharging, which was which is so accurate. Yeah. Um, but um, everything is done with so much affection. At no yeah. point is anybody sort of, you know, you, you don't end up in scary movie land at no. any point of it. And, you know, everybody's performance in this is is perfectly straight if yeah. that makes you know, yeah. for, for for the for the world that it's in yeah they're working hard and seriously yes yes and I which think... on this kind of thing you could you know you could get like you've got michael ironside in the, in this film he is a, an absolute legend who's who's done it all he is not dialing it in in this movie he's giving it his all oh absolutely absolutely i think mean, and even though his character is, you know, he plays it so big, it's you know, yeah. the, if you were looking for a subtled, um, a, a subtle um, method performance, you don't, you're not going to get that here. Um, he's he is, you know, he's cackling. He is, you know, he is two steps away from having, you know, just twitching a mustache. That's how yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, there's something quite believable about about his character. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, if you wanted to look into, if you wanted to look into it um, very kindly, you could say that um, you know nobody comes out of the end of the world knowing exactly what they're going to be. Yes. So it's kind of you know learning is learning the ropes as he goes. Yeah. Um, so he's, he is a bit, you know, a bit crazy at times, but that could be just down to how he thinks he needs to be. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the other person, the other character, and it's, it, it's a mark of this film, is how invested I became in the characters. Yeah, so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't, I honestly, the character of Apple um is and again i think in another actors or actress in, in this case actress's hands could have been so irritating uh, yeah but Lawrence LaBeouf um uh, you know apple's character is a robot um uh, and she plays it with such wonderful wide-eyed innocence yeah yeah and she's i don't know how she how she managed to pull it off but when you because I watched to, uh, to do this this episode, I watched it again because yeah. I've seen this movie before. And uh, as soon as I, I um, and I, I as soon as I'd watched it again, I kind of twig that she is kind of robotic. Yeah. In a really really subtle way. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't pick up on that in the first viewing. And uh, and if she did that purposely. That is a tremendous piece of acting. Yeah, it is. And, and and there are moments in this that are, you know, like, for example, the scene where they play tag yeah. with each other in the middle of all this misery that is yeah. going around, around them. And, you know, you've got people who are quite literally being pulled in half. Yeah. Um, people being thrown in grinders. Um. 
and you know the kid has spent probably years on his own yeah um and in the middle of it they're playing tag and I, I, there's two things about that as well um he's kind of he's shied away from everyone for his own survival yes. so he's got he's got the trader bagu yeah who who's kind of looks out for him and people know who he is and he's no trouble and he just he just stays out of the way so he's like under the radar but there's absolutely no joy in his life yeah and then when you get to that that scene of them of them playing tag it's the bit where he's initially reluctant and yeah. then you just see the smile grow on his face and as he is kind of his attitude slightly changes and then you see just a bit of joy yeah you know enter into his life and it's heartwarming uh, yeah and I, I love the moment where he's clearly knackered, and she yeah. and she runs up, but she she's pretending to be tired as well. There's this 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 moment where she's got her hands on it on it, and she's pretending yeah. Yeah. To be, as if she's tired. It's just, it's just brilliant. Yeah. And there's that great there's a great moment in this where he, that first moment where he realizes she's a robot. Yeah. Um, and then he said, you know, you know, he says, but all rob robots are evil. And yeah. And she just responds with, but it depends on the model. Yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah. and everybody accepts it. Yeah, that's it, done. She's a friendship model. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Now, the, <laughs> the, the, there are so many nods in this. Yeah. To, to so many different things. You mentioned like the Indiana Jones one. Um, the, the number of retro gaming nods in this. Yeah, so um, like you said, when she got shot um, and she's got her power, you know, showing how yeah, much life she's yeah. got left, those, um, those hearts are directly from Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's got, just like, a nod, isn't it? Yeah, and you've got nods to, um, I think there's some, there's some Street Fighter 2 nods in there. Yeah. Um, Honest, it is just such an absolute joy in this. Um, and even um, Zeus's gun is a sprayed up version of the Nintendo Light yeah. Blaster, which is brilliant, yeah. which is absolute yeah. genius. It is awesome. Did, uh, what is your favourite nod? Because I picked up on a brilliant one, and I, I bet I, I imagine yours is probably the same. There's the Cobra Kai moment in it. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't see come in, and I absolutely, and I only picked, I absolutely. <laughs> pissed myself yeah um yeah eyes throats genitals yeah but the fact that when she just sort of like she like she, she pokes him straight in the eye yeah. punches him straight in the and then kicks him straight in the nut and just drops him yeah and is completely oblivious <laughs> to the amount of pain he is in yeah. it's just a, it's just a brilliant brilliant moment i loved it yeah. absolutely loved it and oh, uh, my favorite is i mean I don't know if you picked up on this. Do you know where he makes the um, the weapon for her? Yes. So he's, he's teaching her how to survive, and he makes the um, basically a gnome uh, sellotape to a broken baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And she she raises it in the in the air and says, "This is my gnome stick." Yes. It's the, uh, which is uh, her army of darkness. Yeah. Her for the boomstick. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just thought I was. I was nodding my head to, I mean, anyone who pays homage to Ash, uh, it's thumbs up in my book. Yeah. And I mean, and there's, 
I think this is a film that you can go back and every time that you look at it, you will pick up on pick up on little details because this is you know this is a low budget film yeah um i think it had a budget of about sixty thousand dollars yeah it's unbelievable what they made with that money which is which is crazy Um, yeah but the detail and the um the world building on that budget is is fantastic is fantastic um, I, I think when you've got a film that is, that is built on so much chemistry, they must have all had a whale of a time on set making this this film because yeah. the chemistry in this film is just, you know, it's it comes at you in bucket loads. You know, there's probably there's ninety gallons of chemistry yeah. <laughs> in this in this film, and it just there's so many great lines in it. There's so many great scenes in it. And it's there's so much you know there's so much homage in it there's so much nostalgia, but it's its own thing, Absolutely. you know it's 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 owning that nostalgia. It's not shying away from it. Yeah. Um, and there's loads of bits throughout the film that that tie back in. So the eyes, throat, genitals thing at the end when they get to the final battle. Yeah. The first guy that he takes out he. He runs straight up to him and he, he's like, eyes, throats, genitals. Yes. <laughs> and take, takes him out. At the same time, but doing it with a sword in his hand. And, you, yeah. you know, and this, I mean, the gore in this goes to like extreme levels. Yeah. Um, to the point where there are heart, you know, pretty much body parts landing on top of other people. Yeah. That's so funny. Which, it, you know, when you talk about it, you, it's one of those things that you just need to go and you, you just need to see it. Yeah. Just need to see it because it is just, it's a, this film is a force of nature. It is an absolute force of nature. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've just, um, I've just remembered one of, uh, another one of the uh, homages that this film makes. Uh, and, it, and it's part, kind of the plot of the whole movie. Um, which is to solvent green? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, the water is people, and he yeah. and he shouts it, doesn't he? Yeah. So Bagu, water is people. <laughs> Just like good old Charlton Heston. Yes, yeah. And in the same way, nobody believed Charlton Heston. Bagu doesn't believe him in this and carries no. on taking a swig. He has yeah. a look at it and has a little thing, yeah. a little sniff, but then he carries on anyway. Yeah. You know, and Bagu, um, Bagu, the name is uh, Star Wars, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. It is. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about some of the lines in you, it, there are um, there, there are some absolute gems. Yeah. You know, um, what is it? Where she says, "Feel the wrath of Mister Gnome." <laughs> yeah. And as she's hitting yeah. him, she's going, "Do you feel it? The wrath of Mister?" <laughs> she's continuing <laughs> to hit him. It's. It's, it's a it's, wonderful performance from her. I think, um, I think in this, I think Frederick is my favourite character. Um, and part of that is, you know that they say um, intelligent people use foul language. Yes. To the right effect and in the right way. Yes. Um, the way that he uses foul language in this movie is spectacular. Yes. And his delivery of it, his timing of it, Whatever he's, whatever swear word he's using, it's yeah. just delivered per, perfectly. Yeah. Um, 
and he's got so many dry kind of comebacks. So when um, Zeus is about to have him killed, and he and he's, and he takes out a few of his guys, he, he sticks that guy's face in a blender. Yeah, just a <laughs> quite a gory kill. And um, and Zeus is saying to him, you know, as um, you know, you show great honor. Um, and it'd be a shame to kill you. And he just says, "Shove that honor up your ass." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just delivers it perfectly. And throughout the film, every time, you know, he's swearing or, or giving someone some shit, it's just delivered, and it, it's just a joy. It's just a joy to to watch that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there are there's this, and the fact that he gets, you know, he's the arm wrestler who gets his hand cut off. Yeah, and then just sort of cycles out um, to the robot graveyard and picks up a spare hand. Yeah, <laughs> it's like got myself a hand kid. Yeah, but the fact that nobody sort of just you know, at no point does anybody think, well, how did he just reattach it? How did it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. we'll, yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. And I mean, the final battle in yeah. this. Uh, it's better than it's better than the one in Anchorman. Yes, yeah, it's right up there with it. I, it's definitely right up there with it because you've got like people, you know, in terms of like people's weaponry, you know, there's yeah. some really inventive stuff going on there. There's one guy who's got a road sign as a shield yeah. and a par a large sort of uh, parasol, outdoor yeah. parasol as a spear. Uh the parasol kill is i've never seen anything like that in a film my no, entire life no and it's and again it's a really really clever moment because it's a wonderful example of chekhov's gun yeah because you think what the hell is somebody going to do with a parasol well not only does it serve as a spear the kid then puts the parasol up to keep apple dry from the rain of blood yeah. That is just gushing down on people. It, that blood rains for a long time, and it, but it never stops. It never yeah. stops. It's just like <laughs> pouring down on them. Um, however, you know, and I mean, we do talk spoilers on this, so yeah, I got to be honest with you. When Apple died, I was gutted. Yeah, me too. I was absolutely devastated to the point where I, I took in an audible breath. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's that's the that's the beauty of this movie. Short, low budget film, but you invest in the characters because it's so well done, and the actors themselves are putting so much in. Yeah, completely. And there's, like we said, there's a real genuine innocence and glee to this film, where even though there's the most ridiculous, absurd amount of gore going on, you know, even. Um, the mother's death in the flashback yeah. scene is ridiculously gory. Yeah. Where essentially he hits her head off with his golf stick, golf club. Yeah. Yeah. It's dark. Which is just, which is insane. Absolutely crazy. And then you got, um, you know, before we go to what, the, some of the kills in this are just spectacular. We've said about yeah. the face in the blender. What are some of your favorites? Um, I don't know about favourites. I think um, more impactful. There's the um, when they kill Frederick's brother, 
They've yeah. got the um, what is it? It's a breeze block. Yes. On the end of a large piece of wood, which they just use as a hammer to squash his head. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Skeletron, uh, when he kills the kid's dad. Yeah. And he kind of just like cuts him in an X. Yes. And then he he just you know slides away into four separate pieces. <laughs> um. I don't know. I, there's there's so many, isn't there? Um, I love that one guy had nunchucks made out of two hammers. Which yes, which is absolutely which I was just I thought was genius. Yeah, um, and I know ten year old me would have been, if I'd seen this would have been straight out into the garage making myself my very own set, and then inflicting yeah. some sort of hideous accident on yourself. Myself. Yes. <laughs> The cl- the claw of a hammer in the top of your head. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, kills. There's yeah. There's so many. Um, the, the parasol one. The, yeah. The parasol. Yeah. The one it, that got it's... me. And this, and I laughed, and I it it probably says a lot about me, is when Bagu is being tortured. Uh, is that that's like the worst torture scene I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Where he's, you know, he, he wakes up and then he's got his intestines intach, attached to a bike. And uh, he gives up all the information. And then Michael Ironside turns around and says to him, do you have any idea how long it took us <laughs> yeah. to do this? And then Skeletron begins to cycle and then yep. pulls out his intestines, <laughs> which is just, it was just grotesque. But it's and it's the, just winding up on the wheel. Yeah, but it's the fact that he said, "Do you have any idea how long this took us?" Yeah, yeah, and he delivers that perfectly as well. With you know, dry, dry as a desert, just like ah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, we've said about Michael Ironside. I mean, he has got, uh, you know, he's been in everything. You know, you think about yeah. he was in, you know, Scanners. He was yeah. in Top Gun, Total Recall, Starship Troopers. Um, he's, you know, he has got somewhere in the region of nearly, I think he's about two, he's close to nearly 300 credits to his name. Wow. Wow. He's, he's a journeyman. I I, um, I really rate him. I, I love his voice. I just, um, yeah. And I just think he's always quality. Yeah, and he's you know he's done a few a few roles where he's the the star, yeah. um, but mainly he is your he bolsters your you know your additional actors. Yeah, you know he, out out of the out of the limelight, but boy, if you've got a movie with him in, he adds so much to it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was you know the fact he's also been in Walker Texas Ranger. Which well, is a guilty pleasure of mine, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that you know he was in four episodes of that. No, no, that moment where you go, "Oh my God, it's Chuck Norris and it's Michael Ironside." <laughs> my dreams have come true. <laughs> Kill me, take me now. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> but you know, you know, nearly three. You know, like I said, we're, we're getting up close to about three hundred credits in this, and he is. You know, he's he's got no sign of slowing down. Um, yeah. I think he's got somewhere in the region of. I think he's got like another ten projects lined up. It doesn't got. surprise me. I, I think he just. I think he loves what he does. Yeah. yeah. And um, what's the movie he does? Um, visiting hours is it? Where he's the the slasher? Yes. 
That's a great film. That is a very, very, very good film. And very underrated. Yeah. Yeah, you should do that on the show, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, you see, even I've sort of overlooked that. I know you mentioned it. It's just like, what? that's a great film. And it's got wicked cover art. Yes. Yes. Now, the other big star in this film um, is the score, is the soundtrack. Oh, absolutely. Um, it is, and I've had it on play um, since. Uh, since I feel it is just, and I'm a big sucker for, I mean, you've all you got to do is listen to the show intro uh, for a bit of synth wave. Yeah. It is a brilliant soundtrack. It is absolutely superb. And it's, is it less, um, Matos, less Matos or less, yeah, they, yeah, Le Matos, Le Matos. Yeah. Uh, they, um, also did the soundtrack to summer of 84. Yeah. And you can hear um, that. You can yeah. hear that. You can hear yeah, that. It's, um, I'm lucky enough to have this on vinyl, um, double gatefold. It's really, really nice mm. pack, um, and it sounds fantastic. But yeah, I was the same when I first watched this. I think it was last year. Um, I just listened to the soundtrack on repeat for weeks afterwards. Yeah, it was just something about watching the the movie. It kind of it carries on because there's there's um, you know there's bits from the film in it. Um, you've got the intro with Frederick. Yeah. It brings you into the soundtrack and it and all kind of takes you right back to the film. Yeah. But and yeah, I'd yeah, I'd recommend anybody spend a bit of time like watching this film and listening to the soundtrack. And the other thing as well that gives this double double points is there's a there's one track in you called Thunder in Your Heart. And yeah. who's it performed by? I don't know. I haven't I haven't looked into it. <laughs> it's the legendary Stan Bush. Wow. Now, obviously, Stan Bush is the man behind the soundtrack to Transformers, the animated movie. Yes, uh, which is one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. Absolutely. And one of the best animated... It's, it's an amazing film. You know, forget the Michael Bay trash. <laughs> Just watch Transformers, the movie. Because not oh, it's right up there with Watership Down, Plague Dogs for traumatizing young children. Yeah, absolutely. Any <laughs> film that has the fucking balls to murder its or kill off its lead protagonist within the first ten minutes. Yeah, you know, hold up, Optimus. Yes, not I, so optimal anymore. No, and not only did they kill him, they fucked him up. Yeah. You know, it was it's it's akin to um, Murphy's death in RoboCop. Yeah, yes, yes, but they did it all to the to a soundtrack written by Stan Bush. So he's in, you know, he pops well, up with a thunder in your heart one, which in this, which again, I was just like, oh my god, this is just amazing. Amazing, yeah. You know, I think you know it was quite funny actually. My wife sort of walked in at various points looking at it, and I think it's one of those things if you catch sideways glances. And I think she's looking at me sort of, you know, bouncing up and down like a some sort of demented 10-year-old. Um, she was like, okay, you having fun there? And he was like, this is just amazing. <laughs> There's Hugh with a big grin on his face. It's like, you know, it's like they've reached into my brain and looked at my, so, po- my post-apocalyptic dream world. It's... Yeah. <laughs> so the first time I watched this, I started watching it with my wife. And do you know the scene where Frederick's 
friend gets killed by Skeletron yes. with the rotating disc in his back, yeah. and then he's he's having a piss at the time. Yeah, <laughs> and he falls back and piss and blood are squirting yeah. up into the air. Yeah. And that was where that was when my wife picked up the remote control. And went, right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that it just that made me laugh. But yeah, it made me too. just in the most ridiculous way. The fact that there's just this stream of piss in the air. This body has just hit the floor. It's, again, just and I think Skeletron is one of the best villains or henchmen. Yeah, I definite think, henchmen. Yes. He uh, doesn't say a word. No, he doesn't. He's got amazing eyes. The, Super yeah. eyes. Yeah, he's he, kind of like, um, do you know uh, Gromit in the Wallace and Gromit? Yes. Uh, he says so much with his eyes. Yeah. That he doesn't need words. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, there is, I don't like, he's, he's, he's very, very cool, but at the same yeah. time, incredibly nerdy. Yeah. And evil as fuck. Oh, yeah. Absolutely evil. And just that sort of, like, the fact he's got this sort of... Um, he's got this, like, slashing kind of rotator blade that can also shoot blades. Uh, it's just... And the look of the character and the design is just so brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. so brilliant. You know, and I think, you know, I think that's how I intend to dress if uh, everything does go down the swanee. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> going going down to Sainsbury's dressed yeah. as um, Skeletron. Might get to uh, the queue a bit quicker. I think I think you definitely would. <laughs> or carted off, one or the other. But either way, I'm making the local news. <laughs> <laughs> now, when sort of how did you come across this one? Because obviously you introduced me to. I was aware of it, but obviously you know we've had a conversation for a while about covering this one. Yeah. Where did you come across this? So a good mate of mine, um, a, a Danish mate of mine, kind of just sent it to me uh, on DVD. And he was just like, I've, I've uh, picked up this movie, um, thought it looked kind of cool, watched it. And so he watched it and then just mailed it to me. Right. It was just like, you just have to watch this. And it wasn't knocking about on any of the streaming sites or anything. Yeah. So kind of just... He said it was like in just one fluid motion. He was kind of finished watching it, packaged it up, and sent it to me. <laughs> That's amazing. And, uh, um, and then I watched it, and it and I had the reaction which you had uh, this week when you watched it. It's just brilliant. Uh, so when I met up with him, I give it him back, and then I immediately bought the Blu-ray version of it, which looks fantastic. It's really, really cool, yeah. um, and it's got great. Um, it's got great special features on it where you really get to see that the you know the whole crew were enjoying themselves and there's talk on it about a sequel. Yeah, um, and I mean it's been in production since well, pretty much since this one came out and, and received really really good reviews, isn't it? Yeah, apparently they can't get the money for it, but on the extras, Michael Ironside says that it just says quite simply that. The amount of passion and love these guys have for what they do, it deserves a sequel. Um, yeah. And it was like, just, you know, he, he said like he'd come back. Um, and it's just because it had three directors, this as well. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. So the the company behind it, I think they're called R- RKSS. 
Right. It's three friends, and they uh, they were just doing short movies, and they entered a competition for a compilation movie called The ABCs of Death. Yes, yes. And they, they did a short called T is for Turbo. Mm. Um, and you should watch it on YouTube because this, you, you can see basically where Turbo Kid came from. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they didn't, they weren't selected for the, for the, the compilation movie, but another filmmaker just fell in love with the short and got in touch and said, I want you to make that short into a feature. Yeah. Uh, and Turbo Kid is the, the first feature film. Which is, which is wonderful, which is absolutely yeah. wonderful. And this is part of the reason why um, films like Turbo Kid and sort of lower budget films that come out of nowhere like this um, and that are made with very, very little money um, is part of the reason why I absolutely rail against behemoths like Avatar. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've gone two episodes without mentioning my hatred of Avatar. <laughs> um, because there is there's just, there is so much ingenuity out there, out there. There is so much invention. There is so much creativity out there um, that just even if a fraction of that money was to trickle down, we'd get more gems like this. We'd get more, we'd get far more creative films being made. Um, yeah. You know, and because this, there, there is something very, very special about seeing films like this get made. And yeah. Well, we, um, we covered Dead Shack, didn't we? Yeah, Similar absolutely. Day. Absolutely. And the love of that, you know, it's when you go back and you look at that, the love for that film, um, you know, the, there is something about this type of film that brings people together. Yeah. And you don't get that with massive behemoth films. Don't get me wrong, there's a place for those big blockbusters. I yeah. get it, I understand it. But at the same time, you know, this these you know, these type of films deserve a place on the shelf next to them. Yeah, they just got the money to be able to advertise you know, enough to have a have a fair fight. Yeah. Then yeah. it would be a game changer, wouldn't it? Absolutely. 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 And it's it there is just there are there are wonderful, wonderful moments in this film. And I just I just would love to see that sort of uh, that sequel being made just to sort of just to go back and revisit these characters. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Because um I mean, this talk of would Apple come back or not, and I like how this this film toys with your emotions because she gets killed a couple of times. Yes, yes, she does. Um, before she actually dies, and and this, the decapitation, yeah, scene, um, where the kid, you know, he he jumps to catch her head and then ends up, you know, falling in a poison dinosaur swamp. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then. <laughs> He, he finds the robot graveyard and basically just plunks her head onto a body and duct tapes it back on. Yeah, and and, and again, it's just that nobody questions how it. How, you know, nope. there's no sort of intricate welding or soldering going on. It's just like dunk, and she wakes up and she goes, "I love my dress." Yeah, and then she's back back into the fight. Yeah, now and, uh, there are only two female characters in this. Yeah. 
they're only two, and the other one is Zeus's. Um, oh no, there's three. There's, there's uh, the kid's mom. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Small part, very small part. Yeah. Um, she manages to shoot Ironside in the eye. Yes. With a crossbow while she's on for two minutes. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but the henchwoman in this kicks the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, that moment where she's got her foot on his throat and he's gargling blood. <laughs> yeah. Which, it doesn't hold back. No, no. Which does lead to. I think it's probably one of the only times... I'd... Oh, actually, there's only another film where I've seen Death by Unicorn. Yeah. Oh, is there? Yeah. Um, Cabin um, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, I haven't seen that, you know. Oh, oh yes, I have. Yeah, is that the, the uh, Chris Helmworth? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, great film. Oh, I love that film. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. never seen it before bef- um, until uh, Mr. Winston uh, said, you need to see it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Great film. There's, where's the unicorn killing that? When they release them all from the cells underneath. And all oh. the different creatures come out. And one of them is a unicorn and stabs somebody uh, with, their, yeah. uh, with the... But on this one, obviously, you've got Apple charging back into battle with her head gaffer taped on yeah. with a unicorn at the front of her BMX, which is just... is brilliant. It's just wonderful. And it's, I love how that final confrontation feels like the kind of sort of post-apocalyptic battle a group of nerds would have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, they always say that the geek shall inherit the earth. Well, I think that's a glimpse in how what, it like. what it's going to be like. Yeah, because um, no, no, one's, no one's that into the battle, really, are they? Everyone's a bit standoffish. Yeah, nobody like, really wants to sort of like... Don't, don't want to get involved with this. no. We're all dressed up. We all look pretty, you know. It's like if things really kicked off at a cosplay event. Yeah. Yeah. Which, they, they, there's a part of me would love to see that. Yeah. Oh, it'd be gold on social media, that. Oh, my God. Could you just imagine it, couldn't you? You could just see some like somebody somebody dressed up as Super Mario using a nunchuck <laughs> to sort of <laughs> take out like somebody dressed as Robocop. You know, it would just be, just, yeah, see? Yeah, it writes it itself. Awesome. It writes itself. It does. It does. <laughs> I mean, right. Scores on the doors time. Scores. Well, on... We've uh, we've missed out a, a quite a large chunk of this this oh, movie. What have we missed? What have we missed? We've missed, we've missed out the power glove. Yes. How how remiss. How, how remiss. remiss. Now, um, I love the colours on it. I yeah. love it. I, and I, I love just, the fact it's got the tape on it. I, yeah, I just... I love that it's kind of so... You think that this is just some comic book nerd um, yes. dreaming of one day being Turbo Rider, his hero, um, yeah. and he stumbles across a, a you know, a, a crashed spacecraft of some sort, yes. and inside there's um, one of those... Electric balls that they used to have in in museums and science labs and stuff. I don't and again, know I loved that. I knew the second yeah. I saw that, I thought, "Well, that's I'm, I'm you know, he's got to touch it." Gotta I wanted touch. one of those so badly as a kid. I know. Yeah. What are they actually? What are they called? What are they? It's just like a lightning ball or something, isn't it? There's a name for them. It's not a Van de Graaff. Um, it's similar to a Van de Graaff generator. Um, I'm not allowed to play uh, with the one in work anymore. Oh no. Um, oh, I love that thing. 
I'd have it on all the time if I could. Have you ever played with one of them? No, no. Oh, it's hours of because you can get get it to shoot like sparks. Oh, cool! Oh, it's great stuff. It is great stuff. Hence, why I'm not loud in the science department anymore. Yeah. Um, but oh, what's the name? Oh, um, oh, it's like a lightning bolt, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I wanted one of those so badly as a kid. Yeah. They're just so cool. They're, they're even more cool than a lava lamp. Yeah. <laughs> On my desk in front of me, actually, I've got a. I got a Star Wars lava lava lamp. Very cool. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, so in this ship, he finds that Turbo Rider is actually some sort of secret super soldier. Yes. Um, and then kind of shakes the skeleton out of the <laughs> out of the outfit and um, and sticks it on, sticks on the suit, and gets the power glove, and I love the bit with the helmet. Yes. Because he's, um, he's painted his his bicycle helmet to look like. Turbo Rider. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. and he and he goes to put on the official helmet. And it uh, it looks a bit knackered, a bit full of corpse. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> he just discards it and uh, puts his puts his old helmet back on, which is which is cool. And yeah. then Apple Apple christens him the uh, the Turbo Kid, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Which is just like a, it, is... again, it's a really sweet moment. Yeah, yeah. it is. And then. Um, yeah, and then he, the the power glove basically shoots out a, it's not a beam, is it? It's like a, it's like a bolt. It's it's almost like, yeah. again, it's like it's like a cool sort of nod to Street Fighter Two. Yeah, it? yeah. Sort of Ryu and Ken with the sort of fireball. Yeah, it's that kind of thing, and he and people just pay, disintegrate into a big splash of blood. Yes, yeah, and there's a brilliant. I love the fact where you got the chase, and he gets off the bike and he starts shooting them with the glove. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's a brilliant it is it's a wonderful moment it really is a wonderful and it feels almost like something from a commodore 64 game it does yeah it definitely and it has the sounds doesn't it the sound effects are yeah. all very very uh, retro computer game yeah. and it's a gr- the great scene where he shoots at skeletron yes and he just like dips out of the way of it and then as he's as he's uh, dodging he fires his spinning blade yes and it decapitates Apple. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just yeah, it's, it fits together so well, and and the fact that the, the the glove runs out of charge so quickly enables the the movie to to continue. Yeah, without him just going like killing all the enemies and stuff. Well, it's when he first shows um, up, doesn't he? When yeah. he first shows up and he says, "What are you?" and he says, "I'm a superhero," and he yeah. he goes to power it up and nothing happens. Yeah, <laughs> and they get thrown in the pit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then um, he shoots Ironside at the end. Yes, and we find out that Zeus is not actually a human being. No, no, not at all. Not it's at a big, all. Big dirty Terminator esque killing machine robot. Yes, and again another nod because that makeup on Ironside's yeah. face is superb. Yeah, it's brilliant. It is it's really, really good. And he gets all a bit sort of um, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. He's like powering up at the end. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, again, is another great nod. Because, I mean, of course, Dragon Ball, you know, sort of the other first series, 80s. Yeah. Um, it's it's a great, um, you know, because obviously the, the, the reason for the nuclear war is that they used nuclear weapons to defeat the robots, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So... That's why everybody was scared 
of Apple initially. Yes. Until they found out what type of robot she was. But yeah, it's um, it's a really good ending as well because then he, he kind of kicks the... They've got some sort, sort of bomb, haven't they? Yes. And it uh, and Ironside is uh, vaporised. He, he, he goes up with a bang. And um, they go on then. I mean, Apple dies, which is, you know, heart-wrenching. I I got it's, it's, I was invested. Uh, I was yeah. invested when she when she went. And they and they bury her, and then uh, the kid decides that oh, he finds the uh, the water source, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he with does. the bomb, which he is going to change everybody's life. And um, then Frederick asks him what he's going to do, and he says he's going to explore the uh, the wasteland. Yes, and there's and, a good, uh, and there's a great eighties line there, isn't it? Yeah, Wait. yeah, and there's. Go on, go. Nobody says to him, what's out? You know, he said, there's nothing to see out there. And he's like, I know. It's like, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's got a kind of Top Gun feel to it. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's um, there's a great line about the way about the wasteland when Apple uh, tells him that she came from the other side of the uh, the wasteland. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's like, oh, oh, wow. You know, what's it like? And she goes, it's kind of grey. Yeah, and dusty. Yeah. Grey and dusty. It's like, ah. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Okay. Okay, so you've just described this 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 realm, this other realm that people have never been to as grey and yeah. dusty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I love, that's the other moment as well, where the two of them are staring up at the stars. Yeah. And they're having that discussion where they're sort of saying about, uh, you know, what do you think the stars are? And she gives them the exact scientific <laughs> reasoning for it. It's just brilliant. It's brilliant. And again, a nod to the Lion King. It's a nod to the Lion King there. Yeah. It's, it's just wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. And, they, and I love that they're, they're sat in an old video, ruin of a video store. Yes. Um, burning VHS tapes to keep warm. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'd probably freeze to death because I don't know if I'd, I'd be able to bring myself. <laughs> Can't do it. No. Are you going on the me? shelf? Look, look, it's it's one of those, you know, it's an original Warner Brothers box. <laughs> look at it. Can't do you'd that. A, you'd fashion up a shelf out of something. Yeah. <laughs> Start stacking. Yeah. Do, do we go alphabetical or do yeah. we go genre? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Label. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this film is joyous in yeah. every aspect. It's such good fun. And, I mean, I've... I don't think I've enjoyed myself watching a film like this for a very, very long time. Um, you know, and the fact that there is so many wonderful nods in, in this film to so many different things. Um, it's quite overwhelming, actually, because, you know, thinking about it, I mean, you look at sort of um, Skeletron's uh, costume. It's, you know, there's a touch of sort of Lord Humongous from Mad Max in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got Mega Man references in this. You've got Street Fighter 2. You've got Zelda. Yeah. Uh, you've got Indiana Jones. You've got, you know, there are so many moments in this. So many. You know, Terminator, Terminator 2. It's all there. It's yeah. all there. And, you know, I'm... Thank you so much for bringing this Oh, you're this welcome. To me. Honestly. I'm so glad you enjoyed it, especially in the, in the mad times that we're in at the moment. Oh, Absolutely. Something that can make you laugh and warm your heart. It's, it's what we need, isn't it? It's the tonic. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, scores on the doors then. What would you give this one? 
I'm going to go eight and a half. Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's an it's an eight and a half, definitely. Um, I mean, just for pure entertainment, mind you, I would probably yeah. give this like a twenty or a ten. Yeah, just for entertainment, absolutely. but you know, from a from a film as a film, it's eight and a half. Um, don't try looking into the plot holes in any no. way, shape, or form. No. Um, but it's it's joyous. It is absolutely joyous. I think you can't. As a film, it's it's low budget. It you know, so there there are things that you, you could pick it apart. Yes, yes. But I think when you've got a small number of actors working so hard and so in such a dedicated manner, giving it their all, um, and you've got a blend of like like we said, Ironside journeyman actor, um, the kid, you know, not. Yeah. And Apple, you know, these are young young actors, you know, earning, you know, coming up out of through the ranks. And then you've got these three directors. This is their first feature. To put all that together and make a film like this that is so much fun and so well done. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to score it on its merits, and its merits are it's a bloody good fun film. And I think you to not enjoy this, you've got to be dead inside. Yeah, you yeah. Ha- there has to be some part of you missing, um, yeah. which in itself could be an eighties film to sort of locate that missing part of that joyous side to you. There's some kind of quest yeah. to reclaim it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder how it would how people who are much younger than us would feel about this film without any connection to all the the nostalgia that's in it. Because that would be that would be an interesting angle to look at it. You might there might be younger people watching this who, who just think, "Oh, it's a pretty low budget, yes, box box spec movie." Um, or maybe maybe the the nostalgia is just the icing on the cake. I mean, we would never know because all those nods just make us smile. Actually, um, yeah, yeah, and I think actually, I think the infectiousness of it. Um, yeah, and. Lots of the, here I am, younger people, <laughs> or youth. Uh, Oof. Yeah, because I'm, uh, I'm down with the kids, <laughs> with their hip pop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and them baggy pants, eh? Um, but I think when you sort of look at, uh, I think lots of retro chic and nods to the 90s and the 80s are so prevalent now. I think people will probably, you know, lots of people who would no idea that this this film is is just steeped in that eighties nostalgia. Um, it, they would probably just think it's very on trend. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Which, um, which in some ways is great because they get to sort of um, see it and, and and get it and enjoy it. But I'm equally kind of saddened that they're not going to experience the joy of the nostalgia element to it. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I mean, because it, it gives it so much extra. Oh, absolutely, that... you know. And the fact that, you know, the 80s, you know, when you think about the 80s in particular, there was a slight obsession. I mean, rightly so, given the fact that the Cold War was still uh, very much up and running. But, you know, there were a number of sort of end-of-the-world films 
yeah. uh, in the 80s, particularly the sort of towards the early 80s where you got, you know, you had um, threads. Um, oh, don't mention that. Oh, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bit close to home there, mate. Sorry about that. One. Um, it's, uh, it's too bleak that film. Uh, when the wind blows. Yeah. Uh, again. The, quiet, the quiet earth. Yeah, um, that's a good movie. Night of the Comet. I love Night of the Comet. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, awesome. The day after. Um, yeah. You know, all these films sort of were kicking around. One of my favourites is Defcon Four. That which. Yeah. If you look at yeah. the, you look at the the VHS art for Defcon Four because there's two like versions of it. There's a really cool like um, hand drawn one with the with the, the uh, astronaut, astronaut in the sun. Yeah, it's great, it's and, superb. And there's another one then where you got like four guys in like um, like SAS gear with machine guns and gas masks on. Um, that has no rep, no bearing on the film <laughs> whatsoever, but it's equally cool. Yeah, I miss that. I miss that about eighties film covers. Yeah, oh, where absolutely. You, like, someone's holding a rocket launcher, but nobody in the films. And everybody know. was on like a fan boat. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like have you have you ever seen the um, the cover for Ninja Mission? No. Now Ninja Mission as a film is garbage. It is almost unwatchable. I love it, <laughs> right? Yeah. But the cover is amazing it's just it's it's just you look at it and you think this is the greatest film ever made i'm gonna look at it now there's you know there's a guy with a machine gun he's got a gas mask there's uh there's rocket launcher you know there is everything that you could ever want in a oh wow yeah i need to see this (laughs) it is just amazing you know there's a ninja with an uzi for fuck's sake if that does not, um, yeah. you know, it is amazing. It is amazing. That, there are, yes, there's, uh, there's, there's helicopters. Um, yeah, helicopters. We've got guys in, yeah, biohazard suits. Yeah, none uh, of it's yeah. in that film, mind you. <laughs> but it's amazing. That is fantastic. You know, and it's he, the, yeah, it's a lot better than just a picture of the actor's face. You know, or people missing out on things like Ninja Three: The Domination. Oh, I love that film. <gasps> so yeah. good. Aerobics, ninjas, Shokasugi, <laughs> The Exorcist. Yeah. What else? You know, you know, he catches a golf ball and crushes it with his hands. What else do you want? <laughs> you know, the Bronx Warriors. The artwork oh, yeah. on the cover for the Bronx. See, people are going to miss. We should do it. I think there's an episode coming where we just yeah. talk about covers from the eighties. Yeah, I'd be well up for that. I definitely. Think, I think that's something that's definitely coming. So, yeah. my friend, thank you once again for just bringing this joyous film into my life. My absolute pleasure. As always, it's been a pleasure. We'll have you back on very, very, very soon. Tell the good people where they can find you on the social media. Yeah, so on Instagram um, as alt movies. Um, I'm a bit lazy at the moment with uh, you know working and and juggling children and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. But I'll I'll be I'll be back. I usually uh, watch a movie completely blind and then do a little review. Um, awesome. I'll drop in a couple of couple of pictures of what I'm currently watching. Um, yeah, so just just check me on Instagram. 
um, or, or just listen to me on this podcast Fabulous. whenever whenever Hugh invites me, which yeah. uh, is always a pleasure. So thank you for that. Oh no, bro. Hey, you got you just invite yourself on. It's not a problem. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like the, you know the relative who just opens the back door and appears. No yeah, problem at all. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for being on. Honestly, it's been fabulous. Nice one. Cheers, Hugh. Cheers, Take care, man. mate. Ta-ra, man. Ta-ra. Bye-bye. Okay. I want to thank Darren for being on again. And i got to be honest, I'm in love with Turbo Kid. It is a phenomenal film, and it should be seen by everyone. So there we go. Okay. Up next, we have got What the Wookiee Watched. And first, we have The Wicker Tree. From 2011. Let's check out the trailer. I can fate be altered? This is a question that every religion has tried to answer, and the answer is almost certainly no. that we may be fruitful once again. I used to have an angel. Okay, that was the trailer for the 2011 film The Wicked Tree, uh, which is a companion piece to the far superior and classic The Wicker Man. Um, this was once again directed by Robin Hardy and written by Robert Hardy. Uh, Robin Hardy, not Robert Hardy, sorry. Uh, it stars Britannia Nicholl, uh, Henry Garrett, Graham McTavish, Jacqueline Leonard, James Mappus, uh, Leslie McKay, the wonderful Clive Russell, and the uh, Anna and uh, Honeysuckle Weeks. <sighs> oh, I was so disappointed in this one. Really, I, I, I'd not heard great things about it, but this one is a proper like. Oh, it. Essentially, the story. What we have with this, you still have the old gods and the idea of the of the, of the pagan world clashing with that of the Christian world. At uh, this time, we have two. Um, evil evangelical, not evil evangelical Americans who come over to preach to the pagans of uh, a little Scottish village, and um, they are essentially they are set up from the very beginning. Um, this is not a great film. There are large portions of this that does not make sense. Um, it's got a good cast, um, sort of 
in terms of their experience. You know, you've got Clive Russell in there, uh, you know, who's a tremendous actor, absolutely tremendous character actor, um, and is completely wasted in this. Um, you've got the obligatory um, sort of taking off of clothes randomly. Um, this, you know, the our two leads in this, playing Americans, are both, uh, are both very, very, very British. Uh, the one lad playing the uh, American cowboy is from Bristol. Uh, it doesn't make sense at times, like I said earlier. It does have some wonderful lighting. It does. Um, and there's some fantastic shots of the countryside, those kind of things. Um, but in terms... And Christopher Lee makes a, um, a cameo appearance in this. And he is the best thing in it. Um Sadly, I was really, really disappointed with this film. Um, it's a two out of ten. Uh, if if you want to complete the series, watch it. However, I pretend it doesn't exist. Not a great one. Avoid at all costs. Okay, up next, we have got VFW. Let's check out the trailer. Oh, Lord. Oh, there you go. You've been at this, haven't you? I have. Uh-huh. To us. Still here. Still here. You know where you are, kid? In the uh, VFW post. How about we close the bar down early tonight? What do you got going on? The best birthday that Freddy ever got. Linda! Hey! This is girl! Oh! Yeah. Oh! Ah! It's Q&A time, kid. You see, the problem is that me and my old friends are probably gonna die tonight unless you help us out to understand what's happening here. You steal this? Foz killed my sister, all right? This, though, it's all he's got his whole life. V-F-W. What is that? Veterans of foreign wars. Good. Soldiers are good at dying. There's only one satisfactory solution, and that is we get our product back, and each of you die. You were a soldier. So we all. Let's act like it. We set a perimeter. We make our stand. You'll all die very, very slowly. You last. But what are we gonna do? Do it. Because you make a mistake. I'm gonna cut your heart out. You and me both know this ain't the only option. We can push Miss Teen USA right back out to the way she came in. It's for you that we're doing all of this. Hey, I never asked for your goddamn help, Gramps. The second you walked through that door, we were duty-bound to help you. Let's go. Okay, that was the trailer for VFW from 2019. This was directed by Joe Bigos. Uh, it was written by Max Brayler and uh, Matthew McCarty. Uh, or McCarty. Sorry, I do apologise. It has got a fantastic cast, this. Stephen Lang, William Sadler, Fred Williamson, Martin Cove, David Patrick Kelly, uh, George Wendit, 
Tom Williamson, Sierra McCormack, uh, Travis Hammer and Dora Madison. Uh, this is a story about a group of war veterans who must defend their local VFW. And VFW stands for Veterans of Foreign Wars post, uh, kind of like a British Legion in the UK. And an innocent teen against a deranged drug dealer and his relentless pack of, um, I suppose, mutant drug addicts as they try to get in. Um, this is a superb film. Um, I loved it. It absolutely captures the very essence of Assault on Precinct 13 and then it ramps it up. Um, it is brutal. It is visceral. Stephen Lang is superb in this. He is absolutely brilliant. As And I think in all honesty, um, looking at, you know, when you look back at the cast of this, they give a really, really good, they all give superb performances in this. Um, and it was great to see them all together. Uh, of course, you get to say, you know, Sensei from Cobra Kai uh, playing a good guy in this one. Uh, although conflicted at times, I think is the best way to describe him. Um, he is, you know, it's... Um, I'm really excited about this film and I think more people need to see it. I didn't get a massive release here in the UK, but you can pick it up for about £7, I think, on DVD. Uh, of course, like I said, Martin Cove, so Cobra Kai Sensei, is superb. David Patrick Kelly is wonderful in this. Fred Williamson, I think, is one of his best performances. Uh, William Sadler gives a great performance. Um, this is brutal. Uh, it's got great, great music to it. I absolutely love this. This encapsulates. Um, I think it's right up there with Green Room. I do. I think it's. I think Green Room is probably a slightly better film all round, maybe, perhaps. Um, but this is certainly up there with them. Um, I can't big this film up enough. It's, like I said, from the moment it starts, you know what you're in for. And um, I cannot recommend this enough. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. And I loved it. And I really, really needed to watch something like that, particularly after the disappointment of The Wicker Tree. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, once again, our time draws to an end. And I'd like to make sure that you're all okay out there i want to make sure that you're all still washing your hands you're all keeping the social distance and going we're nearly there folks i say we're nearly there i don't know i'm just trying to keep it positive trying to stay positive so before i ramble on anymore in the immortal words of count Dracula, good night out there whatever you are